time, folks! Oh, so this is the thanks I get for working overtime. Overtime! You think you know me. Live from the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios, it's overtime with William Patterson and Dawson Wise joining you on Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's uh, to all. And uh, we've got a great show ahead of you tonight, uh, especially preparing you for the Vols matchup against the Hogs, 865-546-8200, your number if you want to hop in and join us today. Uh, later on in the hour, we'll talk about the Vols announcing the spring game um, and a little bit of a different spring game uh, in terms of stadium capacity. We'll talk about that and some things we're looking for from a couple of the players in, in the spring game as well as we take a glance um, at the football season. And also, as always, we'll give our best bets at the end of the hour. So a lot to stay tuned here for on overtime. Uh, let's begin with this, and it's the Vols facing off against the Hogs tonight. Uh, the eighth-ranked Tennessee men's basketball team heads west for a bout with the Razorbacks of Arkansas tonight at Bud Walton Arena. Uh, Tip-off is set for 9 p.m. Eastern time, and the matchup features the Vols that come in at 17-6, and 7-3 in SEC play, and the Razorbacks, who are 12-11 and 3-7 and and in SEC play. The game will be aired on ESPN2. Uh, Tennessee fell on the road at Texas A&M Saturday night, 85-69. Fifth-year guard Dalton Connect paced the Volunteers with 22 points in the setback marking his eighth time posting 20-plus in the last nine contests. Uh, Arkansas is coming off a home victory over Georgia on Saturday. Arkansas has struggled for much of the year, but um, able to get a couple of their guys back. They get a win at home against the Bulldogs. Um, let's do the Kim Palm breakdown real quick. Tennessee seventh overall, 15th in adjusted offense, sixth in adjusted defense. Uh, Arkansas, on the other hand, 121st overall. First time I think we've had a – Triple-digit uh, overall, I guess we had Vanderbilt was one of those as well, but um, 135th in adjusted offense, 123rd in adjusted defense. Um, what are the keys to the game for the Vols, Dawson? A few things. Uh, first one I have is bounce back. Uh, Saturday, embarrassing on all fronts uh, for Tennessee. Just, I mean, just not a good performance. Uh, even with Connect pacing the Vols, it just, they just didn't look good. They looked out of sorts. So tonight, set the tone. Get going early. Uh, you know, rebound from that bad loss and get your momentum back, get your mojo back uh, after a loss like that. First one for me is going to be bounce back. Second one, you got to get better on the glass. Goodness, uh, Saturday was a mess. 
in terms of rebounding. Uh, you need to get better on that in that part of the game. Uh, good teams are not that bad at rebounding. Uh, they, they, they have guys that go down there and grab rebounds. So we know that Tennessee can do it. Uh, get back to doing it uh, against, again, just a not very good Arkansas team. It's similar to Vanderbilt uh, where you're, you're going up against a team that's just that much, uh, I hate to say it like this, but that much inferior to you. Yes. Um, Go go get the job done. Get some rebounds, man. Get, get your mojo back doing that as well because you have to get better on that in the floor. It was really, really bad on Saturday, so just get that back a little bit. The last one is play a clean game. Uh, avoid mistakes. Don't turn the ball over. No bad passes. No bad shots if you can help it. Uh, just play clean. Uh, limit, limit the things you can control uh, and, and go do what we can do. Stay out of foul trouble, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but just limit your mistakes, uh, play as clean as you can, and you should get out of Bud Walton with a win. Yeah, and the theme of Valentine's, uh, my first key to the game is put an arrow, you know, Cupid's arrow, put an oh. arrow through the home court advantage. Arkansas, Bud Walton Arena, really hard place to play. Um, and we've seen a couple teams over the last couple of years really struggle on the road there. Um, so make sure to come out, set the tone early, coming off a really bad performance shooting-wise. Um, like you did in the Kentucky game. Shoot with confidence early on um, and, and get your guys around the perimeter involved from the three-point line. Put an arrow through that that, that tough environment. Um, second thing has got to be defense, and, and in particular, down low. Um, this is a Arkansas team that has a lot of success um, right around the cup. Shoot around uh, a little bit below the Division One average from every other spot on the court besides right around the rim. So Jonas Adu, a guy we've talked about as kind of a finesse defender, uh, needs to make sure he locks down that paint tonight um, and, and not allow a couple of these guys for Arkansas that have had a couple really good games as of late. Um, third, it's got to get – you know, I, I feel like we say it all the time now, but – it's bouncing back from a, a bad loss to AM, but also getting the role players back involved. Yeah. Um, Connect and Ziegler have played really well as of late, but two guys can't win a five on you know, a five on five matchup. Can't right. be two on five out there. Um, and I, I have a weird feeling. I woke up this morning, Dawson, and had a weird feeling that, that tonight's a, a Santiago Vescovi game. I just I feel it in the air. Kinda, I don't know. Kind of needs to be. Yeah, honestly. yeah, it needs to be. But I, I don't know. I, I woke up this morning. I go, Vescovy's going to have a night. So I'd love to have a night from him. If we can come back here tomorrow and say I was right, I'd love it. Yeah. Um. So those three things: put an arrow in the home court advantage. Make sure you're protecting the rim. Uh, getting those rebounds after you were um, just demolished on the boards the other night, and getting other guys involved, shooting with confidence. We need some consistency. I feel like we're being a dead horse over here. Um, but at, this, at, at some point, though, it's the, the theme you're lacking from this team. Right. Um, so you've got to look for it every night as a key to the game. Um, let's talk about this Arkansas team. Um, over the last four games, Makai Mitchell and Jalen Graham have combined to average 26.3 points and 11 rebounds with 13 assists, 13 block shots, and 9 steals. Um, they've been really good, and Arkansas shoots 66% around the cup. How can the Vols neutralize Arkansas's bigs that are on a hot streak as of late? Defensively, the, the key is similar as it was to AM is be physical. Uh, be the more physical of the two teams. Be the more aggressive of the two teams. Uh, box out. Get rebounds. Be willing to make contact. We, we talk about Adu being a finesse guy. Uh, you're you're going to have to be a contact guy here at some point if you want to take this team deep in the tournament. So start doing that now. Uh, this is a great test, I think, to do that. Uh, you know, hostile environment. Be physical. You, you know, be willing to to bump around down there to get rebounds um, and and just set the tone uh, physically 
uh, as well as you know in terms of on offense. Uh, lock down the perimeter first. Leave no other option. I think I said this uh, for the A&M game on Saturday as well. Just leave them no other choice but to attack you down low. Uh, you know, so give yourself a chance to be tested down there. Then that's going to be more uh, your outside defenders like James and Vescovy and Ziegler uh, being pests and keeping the perimeter locked down. But make them challenge you in the paint. Um, that's going to be a big one as well. Offensively, utilize the pick and roll. It works so well uh, when you have it working. Get the backdoor cuts open. You know, little backdoor passes, the swing passes where Connect is throwing it behind his back and doing crazy stuff, yeah. and Vescovy's going behind his back. Get those kinds of things working. Uh, attack the paint when you can. We know Connect and several others can do that at a very high level. But you know, utilize the cuts as well. Make plays um, and uh, maybe get it outside a little bit as well and shoot from there. And I think that'll be a pretty good formula. Yeah, you know, talk about making those cuts. I think you saw a lot of that in the in the pick and roll as well. Saw a lot of that in the Ole Miss game where you had a lot of success. Yep. Saw a lot of that in the Alabama game had a lot of success. Um, have kind of gone away from that as of late. Um, I'd love to get that back involved because um, that makes the defender, you know, have to choose are we going over, you know, uh, trying to defend the three or are we going to allow Jonas Adu to go in and have his choice. I, I like that take right there. Um, two things for me. First off, be disciplined. Yeah. This is an Arkansas team that likes to get to the free throw line, gets there at a very high rate. Make sure you're being disciplined. Um, hands up. It's very elementary, but hands up, making sure you're not coming down and allowing A, Adu to get in foul trouble, but also send this team to the line where they've had a lot of success. Um, the second thing is be fundamental, and that's boxing out, making sure it's a point of emphasis after you allowed one guy last week uh, against uh, A&M, Anderson Garcia, to bring down 17 boards. Be right. disciplined. That's boxing out, locating your man on the shot, and going and grabbing the ball. Don't let the ball come to you. Go yes. grab the thing. Yeah. Um, so I think right there, being fundamental and being disciplined are two ways I think you can beat an Arkansas team um, that have struggled to be both of those things at time this year. Um, an- another thing I want to talk about is Zakai Ziegler and Dalton Connect. Uh, Ziegler has 58 points. 28 assists and 12 steals in his last three games. Really good stuff from him. Uh, Dawn Connect, we all know what he brings to the table, averaging 26.4 points per game in SEC play. What do the Vols need from these two guys tonight? Uh, start with Ziegler. Uh, I think it's to be a maestro, to let the offense flow a little bit, for him to be a facilitator. You'd love to see him grab a 26-point game like he did against Kentucky, but you're not going to need that. Uh, this is not going to be that kind of that kind of game. Um, but just you know, have him play loose, have him play comfortable, make some plays, try some things out yeah. even, maybe on the road tonight that you haven't tried before. Just do some new things. Um, and that kind of goes hand in hand with the, the backdoor cuts and, and the flashy passes. Just try some of that stuff. Yeah. Roll it through Roll it through Zakai on offense. I'd love to see him continue to shoot the ball well. You're not going to need 30, but you know, 12, 15 points, a few mm-hmm. threes. I think that'll be perfectly acceptable and just have him be dishing the ball really well. Uh, to work to work open Dalton Connect and from Connect you need dominant DK tonight. Uh, this is a this is a statement game. This is not a good Arkansas team defensively. Yeah. Uh, he is going to be able to rack up points. They may try to get him to rack up points tonight at times. Uh, he can definitely do it. You need him to score at all levels tonight. I think he can, and I think he will. Uh, but you need him to do that. Make another statement to the, to the nation, to the conference, and say, you know what? I'm the best player in the country, and here's why. And and go out and have a big night. I think that's what we could use from him. Yeah, one of uh, another member of overtime, not overtime, I guess a former member of overtime, a member of Fan Run Radio, Jake Miller, said it um, in the Saturday game. Um, that this team kind of goes with how Zakai plays. Yeah. Um, and, and I think if Zakai has a big night, usually the team has a big night. Um, and he wasn't awful 
on Saturday, but it just wasn't ever getting rolling offensively. Right. Um, it really just the team in general was not ever getting rolling. So I think Zakai Ziegler plays a big role in how Tennessee's success is. Um, and a night like tonight, um, Ziegler has the opportunity defensively to be the pest that he is. He's been doing a great job cr- uh, causing turnovers um, and, and creating opportunities for Tennessee in transition. It's one thing that Max talked about on Monday. Um, this Tennessee team has a lot more success when they're allowed to play their play style, especially offensively, and get in transition. Getting those turnovers or forcing those turnovers, getting those steals allows that to be a possibility. Offensively from Sakai, um, be a facilitator, get everyone involved. Uh, I want movement. And sometimes this season we see a lot of just standing around, watching Connect. Let's get movement going. Um, so that's what I'm looking for, Ziegler, for Connect. Uh, as you said, dominant DK has got to come out tonight. Um, kind of like we're calling the, the Batman signal in, in, in Arkansas. <laughs> dominant DK alert. We need him. We need him. Um, I, I think he has the opportunity tonight to get right back to it. This is not a good a good defensive team. Um, not a good offensive team either, but particularly defensively, they struggled this year, especially against some really good uh, um, shooters and players. So um, Connect has the opportunity tonight to take over. And I'd like to see him make improvements defensively as well. I know we harp on his offense so much and how great it is, and he deserves it. I mean, he, he's been incredible. Um, but defensively, a night like tonight where you're facing an inferior offense, an opportunity to um, get a couple block shots, um, you know, ha- do a better job of contesting shots, show that you're not just an offensive player, that you can get it do- done on both ends. I think tonight's a big opportunity defensively uh, for Connect. Um, Arkansas boasts a high free throw rate, ninth in college basketball. That offers a little bit of a silver lining, uh, suggesting an aggressive aggressive style that could trouble the Volunteers' defense if the Razorback draws uh, Razorbacks draw fouls effectively. Uh, worried for the Vols getting foul trouble. It's kind of been a problem at times this year. Yeah, and that's why I'm worried about it. It's because we have not shown an ability to kind of not make it an issue. Uh, it seems like it becomes an issue more often than not, and that's not a good thing. Uh, with two dominant bigs down low like they have, especially over the last few weeks, uh, it's it's worrying for sure. Uh, you still got to play physical, um, but not too physical, right? Yeah. We always talk about you know hands up, not over the top, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Be physical, be willing to, to make some contact, but don't give the don't give the referees an excuse to blow the whistle. Yeah. Um, and that's been a problem a lot this year. Just try to fix that. I wrote down home cooking. This is not what it sounds like. It's more just, uh, and this happens when Tennessee plays at home as well. Mm-hmm. You'll see the home team get a few calls just because of the atmosphere or sure. or what have you. Um, but you know, like like you said, put an arrow through the home court advantage. Yeah, try to do that as well. Uh, you know, and and that goes hand in hand. Get a good start. Set the tone. Don't make yourself have to play over the limit uh, by getting down in this game. That's what they had to do against A&M. Mm-hmm. It felt like early in that game, it just felt like we had to start playing way over our heads aggressive on defense because you get down double digits and all of yeah. a sudden you're scrambling and then you're in foul trouble. So don't do that. Get a good start. Set the tone. Play physical uh, and try to avoid that foul trouble. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree as well, especially um, when I was looking at this game earlier. Um you know, a couple of my a couple of my buddies in my house were asking, you know, do you like Tennessee spread tonight? And I was like, well, you know, usually, you know, a high spread like this and a bounce back spot, I like it, especially against an inferior Arkansas team. But um, when I started doing a little bit of diving and, and I saw that Arkansas has a very high free throw rate, that was an immediate alarm for me, considering um, Tennessee once they get in foul trouble, we've seen a, a slow crumble the rest of the game. Um, so you cannot allow Arkansas to put you in a tough situation and make you 
um, get in foul trouble, put you off of rhythm. Already on the road, you're going to be a little off rhythm. Um, so I think it's very important to stay disciplined, as I said earlier, when talking about boxing out, um, but also <clears throat> excuse me, um, but also being fundamental, hands up, not, not reaching in, nothing that, that's, that's something that you're not taught, right? Just stay disciplined um, because uh, this Arkansas team has the formula to possibly upset you once again. And um, if you allow them to, at home, things get out, could get out of hand. Um, so you got to stay disciplined. Um, in their last outing, the Vols shot 37% from the field, uh, 27% from three. Um, those are more like Halloween numbers uh, compared to Valentine's Day um, with how horrid those are. Uh, do we expect the Vols to bounce back after a poor shooting? I do. Uh, this team's already shown this year that they can bounce back from a bad shooting night. Uh, shot really poorly against South Carolina in the home loss. Immediately came back in the Kentucky game and pretty much shot the lights out for everyone not named Dalton Connect, which is yeah. weird. Uh, not saying he didn't, but he didn't need to. It felt like the entire team rallied and all shot better in that game. This is another chance to do that. Shot the ball poorly. Got a chance tonight against, again, a team ranked in the Ranked in the triple digits in adjusted defense, a perfect opportunity to bounce yeah. back and shoot well tonight. Uh, this is where you need your veterans. Uh, you need them to step up. You need the coaching staff to step up and say, hey, guys, let's not do this two nights in a row. You saw what not to do. Let's let's change that up. Let's maybe get some different looks, find some open shooters. Let's get back on the right track shooting because this team, when they struggle with shooting, it's it's bad. It's yeah. really bad. It feels like they can, they're either – Really great shooting the ball and a really great offense that's all flowing or nothing is working at all. Uh, we saw that on, on Saturday. Uh, just keep shooting. One bad night we've seen in the past just does not affect this team very much, mm-hmm. uh, whereas maybe last year's team, the shoot bad one night, oh, then they're shooting bad the next night. Yeah. And, um, this year's team's been able to get their confidence back. I think they will. I'm not really worried about another bad shooting performance tonight. Well, considering the last time you had a bad shooting performance against South Carolina, you came out on the road against Kentucky and put up your best one of the <laughs> Triple year. Triple digits, so right. I'd, I'd love for them to replicate that tonight, and this is a team that's not as good or talented as Kentucky. Right. So that, that would be a nice bounce back. Um, you know, I think in college basketball in general, uh, we see a lot of teams that will struggle one night shooting and then usually bounce back uh, the night after, especially if they're a, a, a really quality team like a Tennessee um, you know, we've seen Kansas um, play really poor one night, shoot terribly, and then come back at home or go on the road the next game and have a big night. Um, same with Houston. They were clobbered by uh, Kansas a couple weeks ago. Come back, bounce back at home, and shoot the ball really well. It, for the good teams, they usually have the um, personnel to be able to respond the next night out. So, I expect the numbers to be much better than 27% from three and 37% overall. Um, I'd love to get in the mid-40s for both of those, and that's how you have a a recipe for a more consistent game and and, uh, more consistent attack the rest of the way. Um, Now let's uh, talk about an X factor uh, for this Vols team tonight. Um, I gave out Santiago Vescovi earlier. I think that's my X factor for the night. Um, is a little biased because I woke up feeling that he might have a big night. <laughs> Let's just say maybe. Um, but I think, you know, he's a, 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 you know, just like Josiah Jordan James, he's a veteran on the road, played in this place before, has plenty of experience in SEC play on the road. Um, I feel like this is a, a good spot for him to get back in rhythm and, and become a factor like many people thought he could and, and would be this season. Um, and I know Don Connect coming in kind of changes that up a little bit. Uh, but think back over the last couple of years, you needed a shot, you were usually going to Vescovy for it. Um, and we haven't seen much of that this year. This could be a really big confidence booster for him. 
And I think he knows he's not playing up to the level that he should be. Uh, this is an opportunity tonight to be that veteran, be that guy in the locker room, say, hey, guys, let me, let me get the ball tonight. Let me make some plays. Let me see some confidence from uh, Vescovi because I think if you get that, that's a big X factor for the Vols. Yeah, absolutely it is. And if you don't get that in you know, in, in due time, I mean, you're not going to get it at all. Uh, we're getting close to the end of the year, and we still have yet to see that flash of the guy we know him to be. So tonight a great opportunity. Mine is Jordan Ganey. A okay. uh, spark plug off the bench. If this game gets a little bit like into a track meet, you're in a close game, you need a couple big shots, this is the guy you're going to go to. This is the guy you're going to give the ball to. He's playing his best basketball of the year at the right time. Uh, and in an environment like this, I think a guy like this can thrive, can kind of feed off that a little bit, uh, has shown he can uh, over the past couple of weeks. Uh, at Rupp did it a couple of times in that game. So in a hostile environment, uh, I'm, giving the, I'm giving the ball to Ganey and letting, telling him, go get us a bucket, yeah. keep us in this game, stretch the lead, put the game away, things like that. Uh, I think he's going to be the guy that does it. A uh, little Valentine's Day fact provided by Tennessee Athletics. UT is 14-13. and 13. An 11 and 12 in SEC play all time on Valentine's Day. It is eight and five and seven and four in SEC play at home, and six and eight and four and eight in SEC play on the road. Um, the Vols are 0 and one under Rick Barnes, dropping a 83 to 58 result at number 13 Kentucky in 2017. Um, however, they are one and zero versus the Razorbacks, claiming a 74 to 71 home win over 12th ranked Arkansas back in 19. 19- 98. A little Valentine's Day fact there. All right, when we come back, we'll uh, talk about Tennessee as announced the spring game. We'll dive into that and the details coming up on the other side on Overtime. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting-edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our presence. No more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style. SM Athletics stands for quality, design, and on-time delivery every time. Coaches, elevate your team with SM Athletics. Call 865. 966-3434 or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team. Delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today. eBay Motors here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it all at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I was afraid to cut the cord, but once I did, I couldn't believe it took so long to do it. Paying too much for my cable bill had become a bad habit. I either wasn't getting what I wanted or never knew where to find any of my favorite shows until it was too late. Plus, the prices just kept going up. Thankfully, I discovered a new way to watch called Philo. For just $25 a month, I can catch all my favorite shows on networks like BET, MTV, and TLC. It even has Nickelodeon for my kids. I can watch anytime I want, anywhere I want. Plus, Philo lets me have up to three streams at once, so everyone can watch what they want at the same time. 
throw in the unlimited DVR that saves all my favorites for up to a year, and this really is the best deal in TV. I just wish I hadn't waited so long. Sound too good to be true? Well, try it out for yourself, and you'll see why people who love TV love Philo. Go to philo.tv, that's P-H-I-L-O dot TV, and start your seven-day free trial now. Back here on Overtime on a Wednesday night. Thank you so much for joining us. 865-546-8200. Your number if you want to hop in and join us. Let's talk about Tennessee announcing the spring game today. Uh, Tennessee football will culminate its spring with the 2024 Orange and White game at 1 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday, April 13th in Neyland Stadium, which will be at a significantly uh, limited capacity of approximately 10,000 fans uh, due to construction on Neyland Stadium. Uh, construction continues on the stadium's south end, west or west side, and upper north end as part of a historic Neyland Stadium renovation project. Um, now, the tickets are where we've seen a little bit of controversy today on the, the uh, I guess, the former Bird app, uh, Bird app now the X. Um, tickets will go on sale February 21st. They will be available to fans according to donor rank, uh, beginning with season ticket holders. Information will be sent by UT to season ticket holders beginning the week of February 19th. Uh, Tennessee enters the fourth year of Josh Heupel um, and begins four weeks of spring practice on March 18th. The volunteers have secured back-to-back top 20 pole finishes under Heupel, who owns 27 victories in his three previous seasons. Um, Heupel's 70% win, win percentage is the second highest by UT coach in the last five decades. Um, we'll begin with, are we okay with only 10,000 fans being able to attend? I am not. Uh, I understand you're doing construction, and I understand this construction is a lot more um, – how should I put this? Uh, it's a lot more in terms of a project than it was last year. I know last year it was limited on the south end because of the, the construction. They're limiting it again, but this time, man, 10,000 is a, a small fraction of what you'd get in there on a Saturday. I just, from reading about the scope of the of the project, I didn't think they were going to have to limit it that much. I guess it's because of the entrances that they're redoing, but um, no, I, it, this season's got way too much hype around it to only have 10,000 people at your spring game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got the Phenom quarterback, Coming in as a starter now, and you're only gonna have ten thousand people in there to watch it. Um, I, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like the way they're doing it. Um, and my main point around this, and this has been brought up before, uh, these these top donors that are gonna get first access to these tickets are are also typically the same people that end up with these sideline club seats over on the west sideline uh, that don't sit in them during the game. Uh, we all remember the the wire uh, camera shot from the Alabama game where they pan over and the whole stadium's orange except the club seats where there's nobody sitting in them. So uh, I don't like it. Give the give the tickets to people that um, you know actually go to the game, get involved, mm-hmm. uh, as well as students. We're both students, so yes. uh, frustrating to not see any student tickets at least mentioned. I don't know what they're going to do. They haven't told us yet, but uh, that's that's between that and maybe the people that actually got in and got involved in the game I'm not I'm not a big fan of it uh, myself the solution would be to have some kind of maybe like a vol village thing I don't remember if you remember a couple of years ago when they had the construction they didn't let anybody in they had it on the practice field uh, they actually had like a vol village watch party before baseball 
maybe do something like that again. Um, but other than that, I'm just not a fan of this at yeah, all. Yeah, so I did see they are doing the Vol Village this season, uh, or, or the Vol Village during the game. So they'll have the – it'll be a similar game day environment um, around, uh, I guess, uh, what what's, what street is that? I guess I'll just call it in the loop, around Circle Park. Circle Park. Yeah, around Circle Park. They'll have um, the big watch – I guess the big LED screens above as well um, uh, available to watch. Um, but I do – Look, I understand there's renovations, and I, I'm sure um, 10,000 is the number that they have to do because of you know all the things going yeah. on. I understand it, um, but what I don't like is the the availability to the fans. Uh, saying that the donors get first bid is a little uh, can rub a lot of people the wrong way um, because I don't think the amount of money you give to the school. Uh, should amount to your amount of fandom and ability to go to a spring game where there's a lot of hype, as you mentioned. Uh, you know, Nico Imaliava, um, the, the, the freshman phenom that now gets the reins of the team. Um, you've got a lot of intriguing um, guys you brought in through the portal and, and Chris Brazell, uh, Holden Stays. Um, people want to see those guys in action. And not to mention um, some of the, the newer guys you bring in in the freshman class out of high school. Um, and, a, and a Justin Ross and, and a Mike Matthews. People want to see these people. Um, so I think limiting the amount of people that can be there by how much you give to the school, I, I, I'm not a big fan of. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the students um, are the people that want to go, that, go to that game as well. No mention of how they're going to handle that situation either. Um, you know, as a student, you're a student. We both would like, like to go to that game. Um, so I understand that there are renovations, and I'm, I'm sure that they can only allow a certain amount into the stadium. But I think um, the way of you know how the tickets trickle down, I think was a little poorly done, and can rub a lot of people the wrong way. Anything right. to add? Yeah, just make it more accessible. Um, again, and I think I don't know if I'd say it's the same as the the argument that the students should have the seats along the side of the court. Uh, yeah. But I think it's similar. Yeah. Just something that rubs people the wrong way when you basically tell them, well, it makes the money, so that's what we're going to do. Yeah. It feels like that's, again, what, what they might have said today. Um, the people that make us the money are going to be the ones that get into the spring game, and I think it's going to rub a lot, a lot of people the wrong yeah. way. Yeah, not, not a great look. Um, what are you looking for in this spring game? Uh, you know, just, you know, obviously this is a um, kind of a glorified scrimmage game. Um, but I think it's the first opportunity to see a lot of these guys that I just mentioned play and, and kind of see what the roster looks like, kind of see what the team looks like um, after we haven't seen them play in Neyland since uh, Vanderbilt right after Thanksgiving. Yeah, a, a few things. The first thing for me is the defensive depth, especially in the backfield. Uh, getting to see two defensive units play, we're going to see a lot of those depth guys, the transfers you brought in, McCoy, uh, McMurray, uh, as well as I cannot remember for the life of me his name, but the safety from MTSU, I can't yeah. remember off the top of my head. Um, but you're going to see those guys play. You can see some of the younger defensive guys that are going to actually step up. Ricky Gibson, I'm looking forward to seeing uh -huh. how he progresses. Harrison as well. Uh, if Christian Charles is back, which he's supposed to be uh, from injury, that would be great to see him get back in as well. Just see where you're at defensively in terms of depth uh, because at times it's been an issue. I mean, it was especially an issue last year. It was an issue again mm -hmm. in 2023. So I just want to see where we're at with that um, and see how those guys perform two, three guys down the depth chart. Uh, second one for me is offensive line turnover. I want to see who's going to get the uh, the first team reps at that opposite guard spot to Javante Spragans, first of all. 
Uh, that's the last piece to plug and play. The rest of the line is already set. I uh, want to see what Lance Hurd looks like. That's yeah. going to be exciting as well, I think, especially if they match him with the first-team defense. I would really love to see a pass rush matchup between him and, and James Pierce, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, that'd be fun, yeah. Um, just something fun to see. Give him a test and, and show everybody, hey, we got this guy, and he's legit. He's going to go protect our young quarterback. Uh, and then what do the freshmen on the offensive look like? Offensive line look like as well? Bennett Warren, I think, is going to be the biggest one here. Yeah. I, I want to see if he's the real deal here and if he translates well early in the system. He's probably going to be your backup tackle. Uh, the first guy to come in for either Hurd or Campbell. So I want to see what he looks like among the others that we brought in in this class. And the last one is the young guns. I want to see the young guys play. Uh, Some of these young running backs, uh, Peyton Lewis, I want to see him get in the game. The young uh, receivers, I mean, how could you not want to see Mike Matthews in this game, especially if he takes reps from Nico. Um, Even Merklinger. I I forgot about Merklinger. He's going to probably get the second team reps, I would think. Uh, at quarterback, so it'll be exciting to see him. Maybe him and Matthews get some reps. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Braylon Staley as well. A lot of young guys on this team that are going to be a, a lot of fun. Jordan Ross, I'm really excited to see him yeah. get some reps on defense. Yeah. So uh, for for me, the last one is the young guns. You always love to see the young guys. Yeah, play yeah, yeah. Uh, quick error and omission for me. I said Justin Ross earlier. I meant to say Jordan, Jordan Ross. Ross. Yes, I just want to clear that up. Um, my my apologies, listeners. Um, for me, yes, I also want to see the defensive defensive backs and see what you have there. Because um, I think the spring game as a whole, I think it allows you to see what you have and what you possibly need to add. Now, yeah, the, the transfer portal, portal um, opens back up in the spring for, I think, 16 days, something 15 like days, something like that. Um, so, obviously... Um, if you're missing a couple things in this game, particularly in that secondary, I think it's a really good opportunity to see what they can offer and if you need to go get another guy that can play um, against. And obviously they'll they'll figure that out over the course of spring practice as well. Um, but sometimes, you know, putting those pads on, putting that helmet on and playing and kneeling, it's a little bit different than playing on the Haslam um, uh, practice field. Um, so I want to see that. Also want to see the running backs. You missed, you mentioned Payne Lewis. Um, I want to see Dylan Sampson if if he has improved his pass blocking at all. Yeah, good which point. was something um, from that Citrus Bowl that I came with, uh, you know, left with. You know, I think he's a really good runner. Um, you can use him in a lot of ways on that offense. We saw a couple times this year as a as a pass catcher out of the backfield. Um, but one thing that you cannot stay on the field with is poor blocking, um, especially with a guy in Nico who, you know, we've talked about it on here plenty of times. Uh, your quarterback is not going to look as good if you have poor protection. And that running back blocking is kind of that last wave. Um, so if he's getting blown up in this game, um, then it really is something, A, that he needs to work on and, and be a question mark if you need to fill that role with someone a little bit beefier, like a Cam Seldon. Um, so the running backs are one thing I'm looking at as well. I also want to see the receivers. I don't know if Brew McCoy is going to be a, uh, available for this one. Um, I, I don't know his specific timetable. He was running. I don't yeah, know if you saw did, the video yes, of him on the treadmill. Yes, that was yes. very encouraging. Yes, did see him running over the weekend. Um, really good video of him. He looks to be running at full speed, um, or, or you know, I guess trending. Getting, getting yeah, trending to that. towards yeah. that. Um, so I don't know if he'll be available for this one. They probably don't want to rush him or throw him out there. Um, but if he's available, love to see what he looks like. Also, really want to see what Chris Brazel offers mm-hmm. as a um, really big, lanky frame. Um, the opportunity to win a couple of 50-50 balls, especially against some smaller um, defensive backs. Um, what do you have in Mike Matthews? Is this a guy that can play um, you know, as a consistent rotational piece 
on the on the wide receiving core. Um, those are a couple of questions I have. Um, also, want to see Nico. You know, has he improved <laughs> yeah. on anything? Has he? Um, you know, what, what is what can we take away from this game right. that he can continue to improve on over the summer? Um, and just also, he's so fun to watch. You know, um, <laughs> you know, just get to watch him play as the guy. Um, and, and one thing, you know, we talk about with only ten thousand fans. I would love to see the reaction at a full capacity orange and white game when they announce, you know, Nico Imaliava is running out onto the field. Um, that would be a really cool moment, kind of stripped away from that. Hopefully, the gray hairs in the um, club boxes will will make some noise for him. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm really intrigued to see how he looks. Um, I, I think. Um, obviously, it's kind of a um, a very vanilla take, but uh, he's fun to watch. Yeah. Um, so, and then finally, the offensive line. Um, seeing how these guys fit together, you return a couple of pieces, add a couple of pieces. They work well collectively um, because I mean, you can return Cooper Mays, you can return Spragans, um, but if these guys don't work well as a group, then you have to figure out how to make make that work. So, uh, those are the things I'm looking at. I think it'll be a fun matchup, fun game. Um, just wish that there could be more fans. Uh, who was the one player you'd be most excited to see? Uh, well, first off, just real quick, going back to the running backs, yeah. uh, I think the other question for me is who's going to land the running back two spot? We figure uh, yes. it's going to be Selden, yes. but I think there is going to be a little bit of competition for that job. It's still open to competition at this point, so uh, I want to see if Selden's going to win the job or if maybe it's going to be somebody else yeah. that wins that job as well. Uh, I could not limit it to one. I tried. I could not. This is a <laughs> really exciting unit. Yeah. Um, the, the first guys I have is a kind of a combo into one, and it's it's Brazel and Matthews. Sure. Um, Brazel is, is going to be an instant starter, uh, a big frame playmaker. I just want to see him go make plays. Just be flashy. Uh, just just go make us say, uh, you know, go make us say, wow. Uh, you know, make a play that's like, whoa. Well, mm-hmm. that's going to be really fun yeah, yeah, when we get yeah. into the meat of the season. Uh, and for Matthews, show us that you're already ready as a freshman so that you know if, if maybe you're not in the rotation this year, by the time we get to next year, uh, you're ready to take over the number one role when you really slide into where some of these guys are going to be departing. Uh, and then the last one for me is a guy I've been high on. I've talked about him on here before. It's Boo Carter. There we go. I hope he gets reps. I really do. He's electric with the ball in his hand. I hope they – I don't remember them doing any special teams kind of stuff last year. Uh, I hope they do just for the sake of I want to see him return a couple punts. That's the new D. Williams on mm-hmm. campus. Yeah. So I want to see him return some punts, and I want to see him play defensive back. Uh, electric with the ball in his hands, I think he might be better as a defender than he is as a, as a ball carrier. Yeah. So I want to see him get reps. Let's see if we can, we can put him in the rotation at defensive back. Let's see if we can get him some reps as a ball hawk DB. Uh, and if we can, that's a really encouraging sign for the defensive depth as well. Yeah. Um, this is going to be – it's not that exciting to watch him play, but mine's a Lance Hurd. Yeah, um, you know, that's he, a good one too. He's your home run hit in the portal, um, a huge, beefy lineman, um, exactly what you need in SEC play, highly touted out of high school. Um, you're able to bring him to Tennessee after uh, a commitment that took like three and a half weeks. Um, I'm really excited to see what he looks like, especially against – and I don't know what the matchups will be. I don't know if it will be the ones versus the twos defensively or vice versa, whatever it may be. But I'm just interested to see what he looks like out there as an enforcer and, and what he what his role can be um, this year. I'm really excited to see him play. Yeah. Um, 865-546-8200, your number if you want to hop in. Uh, we've got Joshy Boy on the line. What's up, Joshy? What's up, fellas? How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing well, man. So, uh, William, I gave you that prop bet tonight. Uh, I know you couldn't take the points and assists, but you took the points. It's yeah. uh, Kobe White. Yes. 
It's uh, over 25.5 points and assists. Yeah, and, and that's and that's something that he's hit five. Uh, what? How many times he hit that in a row? Uh, five out of the last six. Five out of the last six. Yeah. So uh, Dawson Chase, if you want to tell that tonight, I would be glad if you guys did. Yeah, hop on there. It's a good play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually so, uh, just me and Dawson tonight. Actually, though, Jace uh, Jace has the night off. Oh, okay. Yeah. What do you think about that uh, prop, Dawson? I like it. Uh, I like the fact that it's hit five in a row. Now, of course, I would probably take it. And oh, it doesn't hit tonight. But so maybe I maybe I stay away and let you guys keep that one. I don't have a lot of luck when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, but I do like to play a lot. William, uh, before I get to the Tennessee basketball, what do you think about uh, my Lakers going on the road tonight at Utah? With no LeBron. Yeah, no LeBron. Uh, what is this, the second night of a back-to-back as well? They played Detroit is. last yeah. night, um, able to get a win. Um, I, I think this is an opportunity for uh, Spencer Dinwiddie to get more involved. He had a couple nice moments last night. I saw um, he, he took one three. I can't remember if it was in the second or third quarter, uh, but he was trying to get a quick two-for-one, and he pulled up from, like, the Lakers logo with, like, 26 uh-huh. seconds left. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, Dinwiddie's a guy that is a could be a very valuable piece long term, um, especially towards a playoff run, a guy that's um, been in very big moments over his career. Um, so getting the opportunity to get him more involved um, where you know LeBron has taken a night off, um, that gives the opportunity for other people um, to have the ball in their hands, and that, that also results in Dinwiddie. Um, I, I think the – the Lakers can, you know, they need all the wins they can get. If, they, if they're able to get it done against the Jazz tonight, that would definitely help them out um, as, yeah. they, as they continue to try and push for a better seed um, in the playoffs. But, um, yeah, I, I'd look for more players get involved. Remember, Joshy, last time, you know, LeBron sat out. Um, you had a brilliant night from D'Angelo Russell, from Austin Reeves, from Jackson Hayes in that Celtics game. So this yeah. is really an opportunity for a lot of these other guys uh, to get involved as well. So um, I'd look for that for the Lakers. Yeah, same. So, uh, what are you guys looking for tonight in uh, Tennessee's matchup against Arkansas? What does Tennessee have to do to come out of Fayetteville with a win? Yeah, uh, first off, I think it's neutralizing Arkansas's bigs. Uh, Makai Mitchell and Jalen Graham uh, have combined for 26 points and 11 rebounds, 13 assists, 13 blocks, and 9 steals over the last four games. Um, And that's their average, I should say. Um, so they've been really hot. They shoot 66% around the cup. That's um, above the Division One average, uh, about 7%, 8%. Um, so make sure you neutralize those bigs and also stay out of foul trouble. This is an Arkansas team that boasts a um, free throw rate that ranks ninth in college basketball. So, you know, Tennessee has struggled at times when they get in, in foul trouble. Um, have to be disciplined. Um, so I look for that, especially defensively. And then offensively, um, have to continue to roll through Zakai Ziegler and Dawn Connect, but would love a big performance tonight from Santiago Vescovi. True. <clears throat> and uh, the other day I got a free bet from uh, Fandle for uh, the kick of destiny, Gronk's kick of destiny. Yeah. And uh, I placed a three-leg futures parlay. I uh, placed UConn to make the final four. Denver Nuggets to win the Western Conference and Georgia next year to win the football championship. Well, you'll be waiting on that one for a little bit. Um, it, it <laughs> yeah, seems. will be. Yeah. Um, okay, UConn. Yeah. I think UConn has shown all year that they're as good as they That's were last fair. year. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And that they've done a really good job with guys like Castle, their, their, their freshman. Um, Clint, again, being back, he's been dominant as ever. Um, they, they take on DePaul tonight, which is probably the worst team um, in, in, I guess, what, what would you say, power – Power six. power six, yeah, power six basketball. Oh. DePaul's terrible, so um, UConn has an opportunity tonight to put their, <laughs> put their foot down. Um, so I like UConn. Um, let's see, Denver. I, I think. I mean, right now, I, I don't see a team um, stopping Denver to get to the Western Conference Finals. They've got to win two series. They'll most likely uh, be a top two or three seed. Um, so I mean, that that matchup against anyone in the NBA is tough let alone teams that are a sixth seed or a seventh seed, um, would be completely outmatched in that one. So I like Denver to make the Western Conference as well. Um, yeah. Georgia, um, it, it, you know, we really haven't uh, dove into the new college football season too much. I think it's a little too early to tell whether they'll win the national championship right now. Well, they'll probably make the playoffs. Oh, is so, it just uh, to make the playoffs? I think it's to win the title. No, to win the title, but I okay. think they at least make the playoffs. Okay. And- they yeah, they do return a lot. A yeah, they, I mean, they yeah. return a lot, and, and returning your quarterback is, I, I think, is a really big deal as well. Um, but right. you know, there it's it's going to be a whole new year in college football next year. You have a a twelve team yeah. playoff. Um, you know, a, a lot of different matchups, a lot more games you have to play now to get that to that spot. So um, it'll be interesting to see how all the teams fare in that situation, let alone Georgia. But um, look, yeah. I mean, over the last two or three years, no one's been able to beat Georgia, really, unless you're Nick Saban. Um, so, um, right. yeah, I think you have a good good, good opportunity there. Yeah, and uh, out the door, guys, in about three or four weeks, I'm going to start uh, looking at MLB futures. And I'm really excited for this year in Major League Baseball because I think there is a lot of money to be made in this year. Y'all have a good Yeah, we appreciate your call, Joshy, so much. Uh, Dawson, anything to add? I know you're a little uh, bit more of an MLB guy yeah, than I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm with him. Uh, n- not even just on the futures, just excited for MLB baseball. Uh, yeah. It's an exciting time of year, especially as a fan of a team that is built to win for the next decade. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the year to get started. Good deal. All right, when we come back, we'll give our best bets of the night. Stay right here on Overtime. Are you ready to flash that dazzling smile? Well, look no further than Knoxville Smiles. Our experienced team is here to give you the care and attention you deserve. From routine checkups and cleanings to advanced cosmetic treatments, we've got you covered. Say goodbye to dental worries and hello to a confident, radiant smile. Don't wait any longer. Schedule your appointment today and unlock the power of your smile. Call 865-539-1776 to schedule your appointment today or just visit KnoxvilleSmiles.com. When it's past high noon, it's time for a vodka soda made with a vodka you've actually heard of. I'm talking White Claw vodka soda made with White Claw premium vodka. JB Smooth only drinks vodka soda made with the world's smoothest vodka. And you can too. Pick you up a bottle of the triple wave filtered vodka that's been distilled five times. White Claw premium vodka comes in four flavors. Black cherry, mango, pineapple, and just vodka. You haven't had vodka like this. No one has. White Claw Premium Vodka. Please drink responsibly. The superbly versatile all-electric EQB from Mercedes-Benz, a compact SUV that's full of big surprises. An optional fold-out third row offers luxurious comfort for up to seven occupants. And almost 24 cubic feet of cargo space means... This compact SUV is big enough to handle anything you can throw at it or in it. You can set the tone any way you like with 64 color customizable ambient lighting throughout. 
And just like every other Mercedes-Benz EV, the EQB features the very latest generation MBUX voice-activated tech. So whether you want to set a new destination, change the tunes, or tune up the heat, all you have to say is, hey, Mercedes. This vehicle's all electric. The feeling's all Mercedes. Test drive the EQB today at your local dealer or learn more at MBUSA.com EQB. That's MBUSA.com EQB. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Is your home's exterior in need of a makeover? If so, it's time to call North Knox Siding and Windows. Transform your home's curb appeal with premium siding options. From classic to modern styles, they've got something to suit every taste. Upgrade to energy-efficient windows that'll keep your home comfortable all year round while saving you money on your energy bills. North Knox Siding and Windows. Get ready to fall in love with your home all over again. Online at NorthKnoxSidingAndWindows.com. All right, back here on overtime. Time for our best bets of the night. We'll begin with my first best bet, and that's Richmond minus four. Now, this line has moved up to five and a half um, before, when I posted it uh, about an hour ago. Um, but Richmond is 17 and six against the spread this year, one of the best teams in covering, 12 and one at home. This is a battle between two really hot teams in UMass and Richmond. Um, but Richmond's got a really good defense. And I think they'll be able to set the tempo at home. Um, give me the Spiders minus four. First one for me, I only got two tonight. But the first one for me is a really big line that I just did not like at all and I didn't get it. South Carolina plus 11.5 on the road at Auburn tonight. Uh, a, a higher ranked South Carolina team, the Red Hot Gamecocks, are, are headed to the Plains. Uh, I don't even know if they're going to win this game. I would just take it for them to cover because this is a massive line for a team that already has road wins over ranked SEC teams in conference play. I don't get why this is at 11.5 now. I don't know what it's down to now, but when I looked a couple hours ago, it was at 11.5 in favor of Auburn. Uh, I, I like the Gamecocks to compete in this game. Even if they don't win, I like them to keep it close at the very least. They are red hot in conference play. So uh, at 11.5, give me the Gamecocks plus 11.5. All right, my next best bet is Seen Hall minus three. Now, this is a battle of two bubble teams. Um, and Xavier um, molly whopped uh, Seen Hall a couple weeks ago, um, but they had everything clicking, shot 50% from three. Um, so, Seen Hall tonight back at home. This is an opportunity for them to um, get closer um, to getting off that bubble, and they're playing at home. Um, look, anytime that a team gets blown out, um, and then goes back to home to, to face the same team, and they're favored. Uh, gives me a good inkling that this thing will go um, to Seton Hall's side. I'm taking minus three tonight. Last one for me tonight is my only NBA bet of the night. That is Pacers minus three and a half on the road at, uh, at Toronto. 
Uh, again, a really small line for an Indiana team that's got everybody back now uh, after they got Halliburton back, so all their scores are back in the lineup. It's not a good Toronto team at all. Uh, floundering here late in the year as they traded away a couple of their stars and now are just kind of riding it out till they can make a selection in the NBA draft. Uh, Pacers are a bona fide contender in the Eastern Conference. They're coming off a loss to Charlotte uh, the other night, a really bad loss. They did not look good, so a bounce-back spot as well for Indiana to get back on track and get their momentum going. Give me Indiana minus 3.5. Uh, my final best bet tonight is Auburn minus 11.5, taking on the Gamecocks. Going the opposite uh, way again. A, a big number. Um, however, Auburn coming off a really flat performance against Florida on Saturday, um, back at home against a Gamecocks team that's been red hot, but really hasn't, <clears throat> gosh, uh, really hasn't been um, put back down to reality yet by any team. And I think if there was going to be a team to do it, it'd be Auburn at home in the jungle, very hard place to play. And I think the play styles favor Auburn as well. They match up well um, with, with South Carolina's size down low with Boone. And they've also got a couple of guards that can really shoot um, as well, like a Jalen Holloway. Um, so I like Auburn tonight, 11.5 at home. Um, my best bets, Richmond minus four, Seton Hall minus three, Auburn minus 11.5. Uh, Pacers minus three and a half, and South Carolina plus 11.5 for me. It's just – I don't like that number. It's a really big yeah. number in a conference game, and it's. For, I'm just not sure if South Carolina is going to be brought back down to reality. This might be their reality. Yeah. it's a really good surprising team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't get to number 11 in the country for no reason. Yeah. Um. So I, I just I mainly did not like the number. If this was any smaller a number, I probably also would have would have slammed Auburn on this. But 11 and a half. I mean, double digits. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's even a, though they're at home. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's a big number, but the way I look at it, if the book's giving you 11.5, they're kind of begging you to take the plus 11.5 yeah, on, on South Carolina being the 21-3 and three team. Um, and, and being and look, I'm not saying that they uh, need to come back to, down to reality like they've um, been on some Cinderella run or anything. I think they're a very good team and they've proven it. Um, however, I just think it's a tough matchup tonight at Auburn. Um, yeah, you know. The Tennessee game is what gives me pause with that, though. Yeah. I mean, the spread was big for that game, too. They walked in and walked all over Tennessee and walked yeah. out with a victory, and that's yeah. also an equally tough place to play over there at, uh, at yeah. Food City Center. So. Yeah, that, that, let's let's hope that does not happen. But I, well, I think, yeah, but. <laughs> no, I, I, um, but I, you know, as we know, college basketball, um, it, it's tough to play on the road for any team. And um, I, I think Auburn has one of the best home court advantages in, in college basketball. Um, you know, I, I'd, I'd put Cameron Indoor up there. Um I'd put. Uh, would you would you consider UNC a tough place to play for certain games? Yeah, like for Duke games, it is. Yeah, but for other places, not really. Um, I think Kansas State's a really tough place to play. We saw Kansas uh, lose there a couple weeks ago. Allen Fieldhouse is obviously Allen Fieldhouse. Yes, yes, too. Kansas too. I would say Rupp normally, but yeah, uh, not this year. Apparently, three straight losses at Rupp for the Wildcats now. Big so. win for them last night against Ole Miss. That yeah, but yeah. It, not as intimidating you, you anymore, right? You, you weren't you weren't uh, convinced by it? Uh, a little, but the three straight losses, especially with a loss to Gonzaga, who yeah. we've talked about on the show, wasn't very good. Yeah, uh, and and Florida, who we handled at home. Yeah, uh, not really, uh, considering we also beat that Ole Miss team and and hammered them at yeah. home as well. So. Well, Kentucky's got a big opportunity this weekend, taking on the Tigers, um, and that one's is it on the road? I can't remember. I have to look it up. Um, uh, I think I think they play that one. There's no way they give Kentucky five straight games. I doubt home. it. It's probably on the road um, in the Plains. Kentucky Auburn. Yes, that's at yes at Auburn, uh, which is probably not that's doesn't really go in their favor either. No. Um, 
I've, I've been surprised their slide, though. Um, as talented as they are, um, you know, I, I really – I can't put a finger – I think their defense is really bad, um, and it was against Tennessee. That's when we got a first – you know, first-hand experience of it. Um, but I think a lot of these younger guys, um, they're just so used to – on that AAU tour of playing, you know, seven games on a Saturday, practicing one time a week, uh, not really – um, focusing on fundamentals, and they're very talented players. Like offensively, they can get it done. But I think when they come into these high, uh, college situations, th- their their fundamentals are not as good um, defensively because it's just so much run and gun on those uh, the AU circuits, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm not saying that's exactly why they're losing, but their defense hasn't been good. And it's been kind of um, surprising that a John Calipari team that doesn't have a, a great defensive unit, you know. Yeah, they usually are pretty good defensively. Yeah, exactly. All right, when we come back on the other hour, we'll talk about Kyle Shanahan. Should he change his big game perception? We'll also talk about Kyle Kuzma. Said, I'm good on the Dallas Mavericks. Stay right here on Overtime.